Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lights Absent Podcast or welcome to the Lights Absent Podcast. This is the first episode and today uh, I am your host Oblivion for one. Sorry, I'm a little bit unorganized. This is the first episode and this is my uh, cheerful voice, but this is a horror podcast. Horror, sorry. Horror podcast and I will be reading uh, some r slash no sleep and my own book, Lights Absent, some stories um, from each. So, for each episode, I'm just going to read one story to keep them nice and short. Something that you can listen to at night before you go to sleep so you can feel something from under your bed grab your ankles and pull you under and eat you. Sorry. Anyways, I am... To tell you a little bit about myself, my name is Oblivion, also known as the Shadow Maker. Um, my real name is Alan. Uh, I'm about 18 years old, and I live down south in the United States. I also uh, am a um, writer and photographer. Um, both are my own business. Uh, I write poems. Um, writing short stories, um, even have been working on a couple books, and Light's Absent, to tell you a little bit about it, not only the podcast itself, but the podcast's name is inspired from the book that I have been writing. Now, to tell you a little bit about that book, it is filled with some short stories and some ideas spawned from the deep, dark web and other places that I have been and visited in my life. Um, each are written from their own person's point of view, some in a third, some in a first. So I do hope you guys enjoy. If you do hear me tapping on my phone, um, I do apologize. That is where I'm recording this podcast from. But that is only to go and scroll through the story as I read it to you. If you guys um, want to go read the book for yourself, you just go on Wattpad and look up Lights Absent, the same name as the podcast, and you'll be able to find it on there. Um, also, you'll notice that my happy, jumpy voice is very different from my narrator voice. Um, I do have a very um, low and dark and mysterious voice meant simply for the book reading portion. And, yeah, so let's get right into the dark and mysterious book known as Lights Absent. I do hope you all enjoy. Chapter 1. It's Hungry. I'd suggest reading... Or listening with lights absent for all chapters. I have a gift. I can tell you exactly how someone died. My co-workers call it magic. I find that term to be insulting. This is no divine gift or otherworldly power. This gift is the result of years of dedication, study, and practice. Expertly crafted and honed with precision, I am impartially the best of the best. My name is James Altman. I work in the El Paso County Coroner's Office, and I have a story to tell. 
It begins like most stories, a long time ago, October 25th, 1997. The Day of the Blizzard Like the force of God unleashed, the wind bore down on the unsuspecting city of Colorado Springs, wielding bullets of ice and snow. Our meager plows were outmatched and outgunned by the windy's icy wrath. I lost power for three days, all of which were spent huddling for warmth with my St. Bernard, Ozymandias. I returned to work on October 30th, five days later. That was the first day the roads were clear enough for my Honda Civic to make it out of my subdivision. It was chaos. By some miracle, the gods above granted us mercy over those days. There were only two reported deaths, and for me, to autopsy. The first was an old woman, in her seventies. She slipped on the ice outside her home and hit her head on the sidewalk. Then, poor soul, she was buried in snow and froze to death. My only comfort was knowing that, based on her head trauma, she was unconscious and didn't feel a thing. The second case remains, to this day, my only cold case. He was a young man, around 25 years old. If I had to guess his profession based on appearance, I would say model for Abercrombie or Fit and Fitch. He was found frozen at the side of Mount Hermon Road, covered in snow. His extremities were clearly frostbitten. And it wasn't the cold that killed this man, either. It was the three lacerations that ran down his chest. I've seen my fair share of animal attacks. We've had it all. Bear, mountain, lion, co coyote, bighorn sheep, elk. I can recognize the wounds caused by each, but, but without a doubt, the wounds in front of me were the strangest I've ever seen. The cuts were like the claw pattern of a mountain lion, except the spacings were too wide. The internal organs were ruptured and cut open as if this man had been torn apart from the inside. I could immediately rule out any knife. The internal damage was too extensive. I thought chainsaw, except this was too clean for a chainsaw. There are no bits of the victim strewn about, and the body wasn't covered head to toe in gore. Electric cutting tool might do the trick, but I don't think so. There were no telltale marks caused by the reciprocating motion of a cutter. Worse yet, there were inexplicable second-degree burns around the victim's hands and feet. His eyes were gouged out and his tongue cleanly removed. Despite all this, there was no sign of a struggle. No minor cuts or scratches, no broken bones or bruises. The chemical report was clean. There was no trace of active drugs or other chemicals in his blood, not even marijuana. marijuana. This man was clean as a whistle. I ruled his death a homicide. I had to. I couldn't see how any force of nature could have caused this. As much as my influence would allow, I attempted to track the case over years. The man had a girlfriend at the time, pregnant with their first child. They drove up Mount Hermon Road on October 24th toward their uncle's cabin, looking to maximize the stuck indoors due to blizzard experience. Their car slipped into a ditch 10 miles from where they found the body. 
and the woman was never seen again. The strangest part about the case to the investigators was the single set of footprints around the car leading towards the vehicle, coming from nowhere and disappearing without a trace. The strangest part about this case for me happened the night after I first saw the body. I returned home, finished a hearty meal of pot roast and sourdough bread, and went to sleep, lost in thought. In my dream, I was running through a pine forest, panting heavily. A low, rumbling moan sounded around me, coming from nowhere and everywhere, all at once the cry of something hungry. I looked back into the forest, and it was almost dark. But the soft, falling snow gave just enough light to make out trees and bushes. Suddenly, my foot caught an outlying juniper bell. I stumbled and fell into the snow, rolling to my feet, and looked up. I brushed the snow from my face. It was wet with blood. My nose was bleeding. The scent of blood mixed with juniper so strong I could nearly taste it. The moan sounded again. It was angry, as if I had done something to offend it. The stare, the hair on the back of my neck stood on end. I stumbled out on a narrow paved road. It was empty. A thin layer of virgin snow lay atop the cracked asphalt. The road to my left ran straight, leading to the crest of a hill. To my right, the road descended the hill, before turning off and dis disappearing behind the pine forest. Streetlights were spaced every 40 feet, and the street was remarkably well lit. As I looked down the hill, the moan sounded louder, now impatient with me. The furthest streetlights shattered. Seconds later, the next streetlight flickered, then shattered. The darkness was coming. I stumbled up the street. The ice underneath the snow was slick. I slid, struggling to keep my footing. I heard the shattering of lights behind me, a grim metronome to sweeping darkness. Four seconds apart. Then three. Then two. I looked back, frozen in horror. I was two her two thirds up the hill. Pop, pop, pop. Darkness. The streetlights around me destroyed. The moan sounded again. Directly above me, I felt a presence beside me, as if something was reaching out from the darkness. I felt a pain in my chest, as if the present was inside me, trying to claw its way out. I screamed, and. Orange light appeared, faint at first, but growing, flashing brightly. I covered my eyes. I woke sweating. The dream remained. Just that, a dream. I never heard the unearthly moan. I never saw the orange light, and I never found that winding road. The homicide remained unsolved. It's a, its dusty case file sat untouched for nearly 15 years. And not a whisper more was spoken of the body, the dream, or the unexplained disappearance. Until tonight, that is. I was enjoying another winter pot rose while a light snow graced my neighborhood. It was dark. The only light came from the street lights, the houses, the houses around me, and the faint glow of the city lights behind them. I stood, mug of hot chocolate in hand, and walked into the living room, staring out at the falling snow. It was peaceful.
almost serene watching snow fall underneath the streetlights. The furthest streetlight at the end of the cul-de-sac flickered into darkness. I watched as one by one the streetlights flicked out. The only light in my street was provided by the ambient light of the homes around me. I felt a shiver run down my spine. Something was wrong, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. I went to grab a flashlight and my sidearm. If the power was about to go out in my subdivision, I wouldn't want to be caught in my living room with no light. I was upstairs in my office when I heard the chime of the intercom. Curious? Check the office video monitor. What I saw made me freeze. In my tracks, it was a woman in her twenties, obviously pregnant, wearing a knit sweater and a beanie. She looked terrified and mouthed the words, Help me. I ran downstairs and cautiously approached the door. Something was wrong. I didn't hear anything outside. I opened the door. Nothing. There was no woman. There was a single set of footprints in the snow leading up to the door, and then they vanished. I stared into the street. Now I could hear something rustling in the darkness. My flashlight beamed out into the street. I could see neat rows of cars in the driveway, and I could see the falling snow. There was no sign of the woman or anyone else. I called out, Hello? Is anyone there? Something answered, a low, primal moan. It echoed through my home, sending chills down my spine. In an instant, I recognized it. It was the same unearthly howl from my dream all those years back. I slammed the door shut and pressed my back up against the wall. I could feel the presence approaching. I bolted through my house, locking every door and window. I locked myself in the office and stared at the video monitor. So far, nothing. I hear the low growls from outside. Hasn't found a way in the house yet. But it's back. And whatever it is, it sounds hungry. <laughs>